0: Yow Ladies and fellas, women and men, gather round, gather round. The Torchy and Dreddy show is about to begin. It is I, your host with the most, the one and only, it's your boy Torch. What up, what up, what up, beautiful people? How y'all doing today? Everybody good? Everybody living great? Why, thank you. I'm doing well as well. I appreciate the pleasantries and concern. Your boy is doing all right. I know it's been a while since y'all last heard from me, and we got a lot to get into today, so we're going to get straight to it. But before that, before the series, you know, we got to have the funnies, right? You know, we got to get get straight into it. So I was chatting with my boy the other day and we started talking about some of our earlier jobs. I don't remember what the conversation was based around, but I think it was like, it was something about like how greed corrupts corporations so badly that they make some of the most obvious bad decisions. So he was telling me about his reasoning for it or whatnot. And, um, and so I gave him mine. now my reason, my reason, I, I think y'all are going to agree with. It. So let me break it down and see how it went. So I was talking to my boy, like I mentioned earlier, and I said, uh, I brought up some of our earlier jobs when we were younger. Right. Because it really had me thinking me personally, I have no idea what these companies were thinking hiring us as kids it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like it made no logical sense to me. So as it pertains to the conversation we was having, I was thinking it had to be cheap labor. It had to be because it wasn't the overall quality of the work that we were doing. Let me, let me, let me stop that right now. I mean, we did good. We weren't like trash. We weren't like the laziest or whatever, but we were kids. Looking back at it now and having a little bit of age on me now, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We shouldn't have been doing that. We shouldn't have been doing that. Because I remember when I worked at the movie theater. See, my first job, I think it was like, you know, the street job you find, make some money under the table. Um, Did so many odd jobs. One of them was, what, washing cars? I mean, everybody done did that at some point as a little kid. And uh, just to make some extra money or whatnot. And those jobs weren't ever serious nor did we take them serious. I mean, the guy who owned the car wash did, but he also knew he had kids washing cars. So, you know, and it was more so that I was lucky I had a, uh, a dude who was showing me how to wash cars and stuff like that, and was letting me have 100% of all the money I made. He just wanted to get us out of the street and make sure that we uh, were making some money and staying and doing positive things, staying out of trouble, really. But when I got into the American workforce, <laughs> The taxed American workforce, I just thinking about it, like, I remember working at the movie theater, dog. I stayed seeing people eat on the clock. Consistently. Consistently. Now, I ain't going to hold you because, you know, I, I had to snack too here and now. I mean, come on now. I ain't going to leave them out there like that. But I, what I'm saying is as a collective, like, we wasn't focused on the task. We weren't focused on the task at all. You can't be using the product (laughs) and not making no money off of it. You you understand what I'm saying? This is why they had the 10 crack commandments. Biggie let us know off rip. Rule number four. I know you heard this before. Never get high on your own supply. If that was our supply, oh, we was high as kites. We was high as kites. Everybody was eating. Everybody was grubbing. Everybody was doing something, taking and not giving back, right? Cool. All right, whatever. Not trying to knock down the kids of yesteryear. Just saying, we was already off to the wrong start. Now, they can't be making too many demands because, let's keep it a buck, again, we were kids, so the pay wasn't all that. The pay wasn't all that. So all them demands, listen, you you might want to ease up, big brother. You got too much dip on your chip. You got too much dip on your chip. How did they think a 16-year-old was going to keep order during the very first Medea screening? Hmm? Hmm? The only other time I've seen a theater get that crowded was probably the Black Panther screening from a couple of years ago. That was probably the first time I seen it just as, if not more, crowded. But it was organized then, because years had passed. But that first Madea screening at Cobb Theatres on 57th Avenue? What was that, 2005? Diary of a Mad Black Woman? Bruh. (laughs) Back then, I needed the strength of the entire Wakanda just to get through those days. I needed everything them dry-ass chicken tenders could give me. And honestly, man, looking back, they had no business really making me no damn supervisor either. I was what a, a buck fifty soaking wet, buck thirty. Like I'm, I'm being very generous here, very generous. I mean, I had a decent meme mug, but who am I stopping really? Who am I stopping? And for those of you that are listening who remember what I looked like back in those days, you see me. You see me for yourself, up close and personal. Who was I stopping? An even better question, though, in regards to me stopping people, who was I really even trying to stop? (laughs) Hey, I was surprised as hell when I would say, hey, 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 I need your ticket stub. And they'd actually come back and say, oh, my bad, bro. Here it is. Like, oh, oh, y'all listening? I did not expect that. I didn't expect that at all. My thought was always say, hey, I need your ticket stub. And if they don't come back, well, Godspeed, brother. I'm not chasing you, though. I already got on this faded uniform. Now you want me to run in it? No, sir. Not going to be able to do it. That was not in the job description. I do not own this movie theater. I do not own these seats. I do not own these concessions. I'm not even the coolest dude in the room, but I'm too cool for that. I'm too cool for that. Everybody got standards. I wasn't Stefan from Family Matters or nothing, but I wasn't Urkel either. I was supposed to be the chosen one. If you ask me, you know what I'm saying? I'm shame, shame, shame. I can't be out there like that. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't be out there like that. That was a critical time in my life. I was building the empire. You know what I mean? I was building that up. I'm still building now, but I would have been way behind if I would have did that. Plus I'm not a cop. <laughs> Y'all should hire securities for this. Like we had what? One or two security guards, one with a flashlight, and he was like seventy eight, and the other was a cop. But I mean, he was hollering at the ladies that was out there. Like, (laughs) what's going? Hey, man, that's another conversation, by the way, for another podcast about the officers who be at jobs that they're required to be to or paid to be at, but then they just be, you know, socializing. I need you to be in the element, but not on the element. You feel me? In my mind, I'm like, hell, y'all should be even glad I'm working here tonight. Y'all want me to stop people? Uh-uh. Y'all should be glad I'm here working tonight. I done seen all my friends out and about on dates or just kicking it and just chilling. And dog, anybody that worked a job as a teen, especially in high school, you know, you look like the biggest loser being the gatekeeper to fun. It don't matter how cool you are. You could be the coolest one on the staff when Friday night, Saturday night hit and you working and they not. That's hurt. That's a different type of pain. That's a different type of pain there. That's that type of pain. When your your big cousin hand you the controller to play the game with him. And then he go to the bathroom and you realize your controller ain't never been plugged in the whole hour. You've been playing as multiple characters and he been knocking you silly but you ain't been playing the whole th- Come on, man. I'm not venting, I'm relating. And of course, when your boys come, you gotta kick it with your boys, you gotta kick it with the team. And that means you're gonna get roasted. So on top of not getting paid, being the doorkeeper to fun, you also getting roasted, which didn't bother me actually. I ain't gonna lie, it ain't bother me because you gotta get roasted. They lit my ass up like a Christmas tree. You understand? But that didn't bother me because I rose back. <laughs> Listen to me now: roasting builds character. Clown your friends, clown your lovers, and clown your biscuit head kids. Don't be hating because there's a difference. But have fun with it. Let a few jokes off. It builds character. I'm telling you, people, we'll raise much more mature and responsible adults if we roast them earlier. And if I'm being honest, it actually having your crew there and people stop up and pop in every so often it kind of made the workday more chill that was at least until your manager would come over hating come on boss man you gotta set the example you the capo you the capo you gotta lead the team never forget that you the capo I used to always hear that and in my head I was like capo capo sir I just wanted my first car and a pair of J's these workers not trying to listen to me, man. I done cleaned Spider-Man, Harry Potter, and the Fast and the Furious solo dolo. I'm done for the day. Yeah, yeah. You got life messed up if you think I'm not about to post up on the block with the home team. I done worked hard. I done skipped my lunch break. I deserved this break. Now, of course, I didn't say it exactly like that. You know what I'm mean? saying? I ain't said it exactly like that because, you know, I would have been fine <laughs> It was more like a uh, um my bad you right I'll, I'll work on it Gotti, <laughs> Gotti. <he. laughs> Got <he. laughs> oh Then I proceeded to get on the walkie and have someone else stand at the front. I know, I know I know. that's pretty creep. But when you to supervise it, and you're 16. It be like that. It be like that. You know how it work. The higher you climb, the less you work. Funny enough, though, my team was a one. I, I joke and, and and mention all this slacking and yada yada yada. But nah, we was on it. I always felt that if we work smarter than harder, we get stuff done to have more fun. Man, that was a bar. I ain't going. Hold me right there. If I work harder to smarter, I. Don't work hard. But yeah, work smarter. You ain't got to be in here slaving. I understand we all just want to kind of kick it a little bit and just chill. We would rather be in the movie theater than cleaning the movie theater. So we always worked smarter. Had the fastest times, most clean theaters, higher approval rating. But you know, I got to be honest, man. I'm a respectful dude, or at least I try to be Uh I'm very respectful to my elders, especially. I was raised partially by my grandmother, um, and so I have a I have an understanding of of how, it things may appear to them. Based on how they grew up versus how things may appear to us, but I gotta say, I'm gonna just keep it above. You know who are the most difficult people to work with, dog? Older people. I'm talking team fifty plus. Yeah, I got to do it. I got to do it. It was clear they felt the way about a young fly brother being the HNIC. It was clear. It was clear. Even though I was fair and gave them more breaks to rest on the clock, gave them more cush time, gave them a lot more leniency because I figured, man, you older. I hate that you got to be here. I hate that you gotta be here. I know mentally, emotionally, you like, oh hell no, nah. hell no. Nah. You just couldn't fathom a kid telling you what to do. But see, Beverly Ann, this is your fault. Mr. Richardson, you had 50 years to get it right, you dig. Don't be coming over here messing up my vibes because all of a sudden, You want to do something with your life? You want to try to throw me under the bus like they did you? Now, that ain't right. That ain't right. You supposed to be helping the future generation instead of hurting the future generation because you mad that someone younger than your grandchild is telling you what to do. Man, don't be coming over here messing up my vibes. You know what I'm saying? Don't be messing up the vibes, dog. I'm regulating over here. I'm regulating you perpetrating. These two things are not the same. These things are not the same, Beverly Ann Joseph. These are not the same. These things are not the same, Mr. Richard Roundtree Jr. Jr., Jr. Now, I probably went on a tangent with all of this, but that's cool. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Players mess up. Players mess up. (laughs) Yeah. But, hey, man, I seen so many people eat so much popcorn back then, include myself. And way too many nachos, just terrible, just terrible eating habits, terrible, man, terrible. But when you're young and you're kids, you know what I'm saying? And what's even worse is going behind concessions and seeing how my fellow employees was giving it up. See, I was an usher. I I wasn't relegated to the concessions part, but we'd have to travel back there time and time again, do something or just kick back or whatever the case may be. And man... You gotta remember now, for the most part, we all kids. Sophomores and juniors in high school. It got to a point where after realizing what be going on down there, I had to have my own food made to the side and get texted when it was fresh, big dog. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't even gonna lie about it. Because it got nasty, y'all. <laughs> it got nasty. Soda syrup got the floors and the back sticky. The popper ain't been thoroughly cleaned because we all kids and it's 2 a.m. And at 2 a.m. ain't nothing get cleaned by a bunch of kids regretting their decision to enter the workforce. People taking bags of spoils home. Bags of spoils home. Spoils are leftover food that was cooked earlier and we were going to throw away if you don't know. Now, I like popcorn too. But I'm not taking a big cold plastic bag worth home. How you microwaving pop popcorn? I I, I never understood. <laughs> I never I never understood. Uh, maybe maybe people were putting it back in the oven or something. I don't know. But that ain't me. That ain't me. Can't do it. Won't do it. Got standards. Now slushies. Hey 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 hey. I ain't gonna lie. I was killing them. (laughs) Hey, I was killing them. I put the mo' kill on them regularly. You understand? I was a habitual slushy drinker. You know what I mean? Habitual. It was clockwork. Matter of fact, I feel like I was the official Icy King. Now, I know y'all might not have known this, but y'all need to get updated on your historical royalty, people. See, that was King George, King Arthur. Burger King, and the Icy King. Shit, my look look a little bit blue right now. But I digress. I digress. Point is, uh, be safe at them theaters. Workers and moviegoers alike were not washing their hands. Let me tell you that straight off the top. They were not washing their hands. Your soda comes as a syrup container that people sat on in the back. And sometimes when things got a little tense, they fought on in the back of concessions. I know we damn sure sat on them when we had roast sessions. The popper is old. The hot dogs been out there for hours, fam. That's deadly. Them pretzels dry as hell. And the french fries and chicken tenders did kind of slap. But everybody would walk past the frying section all day just hand grabbing, bare knuckle hand grabbing, whatever they wanted. The movie chairs were new. But just being honest, they smell older than you and me. It was only truly spotless when we knew corporate was coming. I mean, what do you expect? These movies are coming out on the hour every hour and you only get 15 minutes at the max to clean a theater with four kids four kids and an older chaperone that don't want to be there and don't want to listen what did you think you was going to get when you got three folk five six schools going to see fantastic four during their summer camp field trip dog for y'all that got kids I want y'all to know, they be, oh, they be wildin' when y'all ain't there, dog They be wildin'. Ain't no way it was that much butter and popcorn on the floor. They had more butter and popcorn on the floor than they did in their bellies. It was crazy. It was crazy. And for those type of screenings, because we would have five to six schools per theater, oh, it was packed out. It was packed out. And the theater times that they gave us was no more than 15 minutes. Usually we have 15, maybe 20 at max. Those days... It was a cash grab. 15 minutes. That's all you need. What you think is going to happen? What you think is going to happen? Lil' Joshua done threw up all the way down the stairs because he had candy way too early. Way too early. Who you think getting that? Come on now. Come on now. If we're giving it up, let's give it up. I, I can't make this up. So I suggest you keep your head on a swivel. If it ain't bagged or bottled, or you ain't got a homie in concessions, or on staff that'll plug you the right way you need to be plugged. Pfft, eat before you come big dog. I know. I know you think he probably a brokey, and you don't know why he took you to the movies, and he don't want to let you. listen, sis. Sometimes he might just be broke. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna hold you. That's that's a real thing. But if you can eat after, take that option. Take that option. Trust. <laughs> Now, this is for the Cobb Theaters, Crown Theaters, Regal Cinemas, and some of the AMCs of the world. The bougie theaters, I can't really speak to. I ain't worked there. I can't really give it up like that. I'm talking about the IMAX arenas, the IPICS, the Alamo Draft Houses, things like that, like I can't call it. Those places look a bit more under control. So I would assume they're a bit more under control because every time I visit, I'll be looking for the the slips and the falls and and the this and the that. But it don't really be there. It also helps that, you know, the prices are a little bit higher. So that cuts a lot of people who was just coming for a cheap flick to watch. People who was used to paying 15. Now you got to pay damn near 35. They might not slide to that. You also only got, what, 25 seats in there, bigger seats. Bigger sections, more space. So you get to see everything. You get to clean a little bit more. And they aren't running theaters back to back to back all day. You have sometimes almost an hour between those times. You can really get in there and do what you need to do. So those theaters, I mean, they seem to be a little bit more under control. But I don't know for sure. I would hate to find something nasty while I'm sipping my mule and watching this movie with my lady. You feel me? Like, that's that's, that's, that's nasty hours. But again, I don't know. I got out the Ponzi scheme before they made those theaters so regularly. I'd imagine it'd be different now. At least you hope so. In other news, though, uh, America recently decided we are now living in the past with the U.S. Supreme Court officially deciding to reverse Roe versus Wade, which declared the constitutional right to abortion, uh... For about, what, a half a century that ruling stood, and now it stands no more. So what does that all mean? Well, a lot of things, really. And while I'm not sure if I'm the most educated person in the field to discuss this, based on what I'm seeing, I also don't think most of the people who made this decision are some of the most educated people. So... Let's start with them, the supporters of this ruling at the supreme level, because really, it's time to put names to faces, people. we always saying the government this, the government that, and that's likely probably true. But we need to know who are the specific people in this system that are doing this. Who are the cogs that keep blocking justice? Amy Coney Barrett. Get over here! Samuel A. Alito Jr. Get over here! Who said, quote, it is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives, end quote. He also called the original Roe decision, quote, egregiously wrong and deeply damaging, end quote. Hmm. Interesting. Carry on. Neil M. Gorsuch. Get over here! Clarence Thomas. Get over here! He believes the court needs to revisit other decisions like contraception and same-sex marriage. More literally, he has called on the court to overrule the rulings in Griswold versus Connecticut. Now, if you aren't familiar with the case, here's a quick spark notes edition of what went on. Back in 1965, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the Constitution protected married couples' abilities to buy and use contraceptive without government regulation or restriction. So from condoms to plan B. This ruling asserted that the 1st, 3rd, 4th, and ninth Amendments also protected a right to privacy. This was pivotal in setting the stage for the now-overturned Roe v. Wade decision in 1973. Clarence also wanted to overturn Lawrence v. Texas, which made same-sex sexual activity legal in every state and territory in 2003, and most recently, in 2015, Obergefell v. Hodge on the same-sex marriage being deemed legal in all states and territories. Now, all of this I was somewhat privy to. I know that was a lot I just gave you. I know it was. But I I try to stay somewhat informed of what's happening here in this country because to know yourself, you must also know the enemy. You got to see what's going on out here. You got to be somewhat inclined so that way you can know how you can operate while you're outside because they running a full court press. They running a full court press, bro. That three-man weave that you think you got going, uh uh-uh, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Everybody back on the line. We doing suicides. So if you're asking me, even though I didn't know everything in detail, I was privy enough to most of it to realize America just nosy as hell, man. (laughs) Hey, yo, like, why weren't these laws in place before they actually were? I mean, I know why, but it's still like, damn! I wish we lived in a place where we didn't even have to have these laws because people would just, you know, mind their own damn business and stay out of other people's bedrooms and sheets. You know what I mean? Like, what 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 do you what do you get off of of telling somebody what they are going to do with their bodies? Now, it's one thing if you're telling people that, you know, you ain't supposed to be having abortions and we're going to help you out and we're going to make sure that that baby's raised properly and has everything that they need for it. That might make it somewhat better to swallow. It still ain't right, but it might make it a little bit better to swallow. But we know how this works. That kid is just another kid in the system. That kid is another kid in the system. And it's going to be hard on whoever the parent is. This is an act of irresponsibility. Time and time again, women's rights and liberties are just taken for granted or entirely dismissed. Like, y'all ain't tired of doing that. Y'all ain't even going to change the playbook, huh? Y'all ain't even going to, y'all just going to go right to the same. The fumble ruski don't work no more, dog. Stop running that. Stop running that. Stop running the jet sweep. Stop running the three-man reverse. We don't want to see it. We blowing it up every time. Never in my life do I wake up and say, oh, today's going to be a great day to take away somebody's rights. Yeah, today's the day. Never, never. Now, do I believe we have a problem with child abandonment and children growing up in broken homes, children being born in the worst possible situations, being set up to fail? For sure. I sure do. Because it's unfortunate it has long-lasting effects to the child and to the country in a macro sense. It eventually will affect all of us. However, it ain't in my human right to tell anybody what they can or can't do for their body. How you trying to regulate if somebody wanna use a condom or not? How you trying to regulate who people wanna regulate? Yeah you know I mean, <laughs> like, hey, yo. I don't know, man, maybe I'm tripping, maybe I'm tripping, maybe I'm tripping. I just feel like this isn't just a men's stay out of women's business situation, because as you've seen before, we named a few women. This is a everybody needs to mind their own damn business statement. Because one thing I've learned in history is when you tell people no, they take that as for show. And it's going to be a lot of people doing a lot of strange things illegally to get things done that may damage their body, their life, Who knows? Because they were doing it before. A little bit of information for those who need to know. Currently, 13 states already have trigger laws in place that will prohibit abortion once everything is official, with about 10 additional states working to join that group, bringing the total to 23. These states are Idaho, Wyoming, Utah, Arizona, North and South Dakota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, Oklahoma, I mean, we knew Texas was on that. Come on now. Louisiana, we we knew. Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, usual suspects in Mississippi and Alabama, West Virginia, Georgia, South Carolina. Why where's North Carolina? And uh, it it wouldn't be an an idiot's list if we didn't include Florida, unfortunately. I mean, it is what it is. I love I love my, I love my, my state of Miami, but it's distant cousin Florida. I don't know what they be doing over there. Now, if I miss anybody, y'all let me know. Oh, and currently, only four of these states that were mentioned have exceptions in their laws for rape victims. That's Idaho, North Dakota, Mississippi, and Wyoming. Why South Dakota didn't join with North Dakota, I don't know. Why are they even on this list to begin with? I don't know. What's even crazier though, here's the here's the here's the jib some jobs actually think people need to inform them if they're having abortions because, obviously, it won't be accepted by your insurance. I mean, you you can get the procedure, but it won't be covered. And once it's completed, it must be reported. Fam, people lie about smoking, drinking and their ability to be a professional Excel worksheet user. Come on now. You really think they're going to report that to you knowing what's going on? Dog, ain't nobody finna tell you they finna get a surgery and they working at Blockbuster? Are you crazy? Ain't nobody at Target finna let you know this information. Nobody at Johnson & Johnson's law firm finna let you know this information. Nobody at any job who got any common sense or any bit of self-privacy will let you know. I mean, shout out to Dick's Sporting Goods President and CEO Lauren holbert for making sure people know Dick's will not be doing the foolishness and will even provide up to $4,000 in travel expense reimbursement if it's needed to travel to a state that does not have a ban. But I don't think many people will take that offer out of fear to not have their name on any list. Any list? Can you imagine how that's going? Hey man, um, you know, I need to take a trip. Oh, okay, sure. What's going? What's what's going on, Samantha? Well, you know, I just I need to take a trip. Gonna be out of the town for a while. Might have to lay low. I'm gonna need some bread. About four thousand. Okay, y'all, uh, is this a? Shh! shh, shh. You too loud. You too loud. I'm gonna need the four thousand tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going on my break right now, though. We'll talk about that when I get back. No, it's not going. (laughs) Hey, man, whatever. Yo, moving on. But before I do, I want to also make sure that I mention the states where uh, abortion is legal. Because it would be dangerous to only put out fear and let it know where it would not be allowed without also saying where it is. So here we go. Cali. Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Nevada, New Jersey, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington are all in agreement that abortion should be legal. Love and light and wisdom to the individuals who decide on getting an abortion and don't live in the states that allow the procedure. Be as safe as possible people. Now, staying with crazy shit that's been going on in this country the same court also ruled recently that you can't sue the police for failing to read your Miranda rights anymore I mean you still have the right against self-incrimination and the police will still have to inform you of your rights to remain silent and have an attorney but as of today you can't seek any damages if they violate these fifth amendment rights let me be clear they will most certainly be violating these Fifth Amendment rights. They already do. (laughs) Oh, man. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to take a little 15-second breather, you know, to ease my mind. Be right back, y'all. Sports. All right, all right, all right. So it's been a lot to discuss, right? Sound funny, a lot frustrating, but now this is what you came for. I mean, it's been a while, hasn't it? So I'm sure this is what you came for. If you haven't heard me say it before, I'm here today to let the whole world know. The NBA free agency season. That's the top three sports seasons. Period. Top three sports season. Period. The NBA ain't even playing. Like, there's no games being played in that season. That part of the year is better than most actual sports. As TNT would like to say, it's truly where the drama lives. You want to talk about trash TV? You might think you're hip hop of Atlanta's, your uh, Lifetime movie network shows, gl- American Gladiator. Watching Hercules with Kevin Sorbo for who knows the reason in 2022. Man, if you're looking for some drama like that, look no further than the NBA free agency. Now, I don't get a single dime, not a coin, not a yen, not a shilling, not a. I don't get nothing off of what these boys decide to do. And yeah, here I am, locked in like it's the 50th rerun of Law and Order SVU. For fans of the sport, we gotta admit, it's a it's a it's a wild ride, isn't it? Think about it. That Rudy Gobert trade to the Timberwolves. Dog. In exchange for Rudy Gobert, the Jazz will be receiving Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, we'll get to that in a minute, Leandro Balmero, Jared Vanderbilt, the Wolves 2023 first round draft pick. 2025 first round draft pick a pick swapping 2026 2027 first round pick 2029 first round pick oh and the 2022 draft number 22 pick walker kessler who just happens to be seven foot one and based on the tape he's a much more advanced offensive version of rudy gobert during his time in utah now the start of the season it was rumored that Donovan Spider Mitchell was getting tired of Gobert. I know we all saw the blow up during um, the pandemic lock up and Rudy Gobert coughing all on the mic. Donovan was just getting tired of Gobert. Just probably getting tired of losing more than anything. And you know how sometimes when you fight with somebody, it don't really be what you be fighting about that really make the argument. It'd be the fact that you done had stuff stored up for so long and you was just waiting. <laughs> hey, you was just waiting. Like a toxic dude in a relationship, you was waiting for her to turn the air conditioner on 78 so you could get the hell out of there. You're looking for a reason. And I think Donovan was hoping that they would find any kind of reason to get rid of Rudy. But nobody saw them getting solid bench players, way too many damn draft picks, and a first-round pick who's supposed to be Rudy Gobert's replacement placement but better come on man nobody saw that coming that's a heist that's a heist that's full broad daylight robbery nobody saw that coming not even donovan mitchell because it seems nobody on the jazz is safe his name had been floating around for the last two years but who i really felt for was pat bev well at first at least at first because in my mind dog You can't get traded. You play in Pat. (laughs) You won the championship for the play in. How you, you know, how y'all got the nerve to trade this man before? He joke a lot, right? But there's some truth in what he's saying. Before he came along, the Minnesota Timberwolves had the exact same players, but were not getting in the playoffs. Let's keep it a buck. He might not be the most talented person on the team, but he, he was definitely the heart and soul of that team and changed their mindset. So for Minnesota to just be trading them that easy, it's like, okay, all right. I see what's going on here. Minnesota ain't been to the playoffs since Kevin Garnett was eating grilled cheese sandwiches at halftime. Y'all foul. Y'all foul. Luck would have it, though. He ended up on my Lakers like I predicted he would. Listen, man, when you know your squad, you know your squad. We love guys like Pat Bev. We love guys like Pat Bev. If you don't believe me, look at Ron Artest. We always go after that guy. But I don't mind mind playing Pat. To be honest, we need some defense and some pride. Our team was a little bit lackluster, and we were more focused on the names than we were on the game. So, I, I, don't, I don't mind that. He's going to regulate for sure. At least bringing in more communication. And he probably will play really well next to Russell Westbrook, who now doesn't have to try to play defense. Because we all know that that's something that Russ has always either not really tried at or struggled some to play effective defense. So, that saves him more energy to just play offense. He also plays on the opposite side of the court than Russ. Russ likes to post up in the mid-range. Pat Bev is going to be in the corner. By the way, he's shooting 37% from three for his career. That ain't nothing to ring the alarm about, but it damn sure ain't bad. I believe right now, based on percentages, Pat Bev is probably our best three-point shooter. Which doesn't mean we're going to have him out here shooting 30 shots. It just means we can open up a little bit and we got somebody who is capable of making those shots. He's also a team player, motivational guy. Lockdown defender, we all know about it, Mr. 94 feet himself, and you know I love me a good defensive player. If you ain't playing defense, you ain't really playing, in my opinion, unless your offensive game is just out of this world, and that's only so many people who could just take over and not play any defense. If Kevin Durant can play defense, yo ass gotta play defense too. Damn that. That said, this move, while it does make X's and O's sense. While it does do some things for the analyst guys, I don't want to get into that talk, but if you ever want to talk about it, we can definitely chop it up. But while it does do something for those guys, I don't think this is giving us a title per se. We still got another move or so not involving Kyrie that I could think that can make things fun again. But the Pacers ain't returning our calls, so we can't get Miles Turner or Buddy Hield. So... Yeah, I mean, we might get somebody from the Utah Jazz, a couple of players from them, if they if they really just having a fire sale, like it looks like they're having. But until then, this is the squad we got, and I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that because we have the talent. We have the talent. I don't know about having the talent for winning a championship, but we had the talent to be way better than what we were. So let's just see. Moving on to the other trades in the NBA, the uh, Knicks move Alec Burks and uh, Nerlin Noel with picks and cash in an effort to make room for their newly signed free agent, Jalen Brunson, which honestly, I'm not mad at. I mean, is he the best point guard out there on the market? No, not even close, but a dog is a dog, and that dog bite. Y'all seen the note on the gate, this dog bites. And at 104 million over four years, I mean, that might be a step in a good direction. Now, I know Donovan, again, I've been mentioning him twice because I'm going to get to it. But I know originally he was mentioned or rumored to go to New York. And while that name seemed to be big, I'm here to say, that wasn't it, New York. That wasn't it. Not at all. I know you're thirsty for wins, but DM ain't it. And that's no slander to him. But Donovan, to me, is a volume shooter. An undersized volume shooter at that. What you'll be getting is a smaller mellow. Now, is it going to be box office? Yes. Make no mistake, Donovan will give you a 50-piece with ease. He's going to put some points on your head. Somebody's going to have to catch them. Somebody's going to have to catch them shots. But what's it going to cost you? Because you likely have to give up quickly. Draft picks more debt and julius Randle, so you lose your bench you lose your future and you're not so big big and then get left with a very undersized backcourt that don't play defense hey man (laughs) hey listen i ain't gonna hold you but that that just sounded like fool's goal if y'all would have done that trade luckily though you don't have to worry about messing it up like you probably was gonna mess it up new york you can feel as comfortable as one can feel with resigning R.J. Barrett. Um, he's not the best, but he's still a young player, and he seems to be developing and getting better every year. So you got the youth there, but you keep that depth. You keep that depth on your team, and you don't give it all away for one player. Also, you ain't really got no choice, because uh, Delamit Mitchell been traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> hey, what are you going to do, huh? What are you going to do? You can sit on your hands all you want. I know Stephen A. was talking about he was upset the Knicks didn't do anything. Blasphemous. You don't want Stephen A. running your team. You don't want Stephen A. running your team. That's all for clicks. Ain't no way in hell Stephen A. Smith thought Donovan Mitchell in Madison Square Garden was the final piece. Ain't no way. Because you're going to pay a bag for Donovan Mitchell, by the way. That's the reason I'm saying this. You ain't going to be able to get the help that you think you're going to be able to get. So I think y'all lucked out there. Y'all, y'all did all right. Y'all right. Y'all did all did all right. Donovan Mitchell, like I said earlier, ended up being traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Laurie Markkinen, a rookie wing, Colin Sexton, three unprotected first round draft picks in 25, 27, and 2029, and two pick swaps in 26 and 28. Colin Sexton, who... He's a he's a solid player, you know, um, offensively, he can he can get some of his own shots, but defensively is where he really earns his bucket. And I think that's really going to uh, going to hurt the Cavs losing that because that allowed Darius Garland to just kind of, you know, lead the team and not necessarily contribute on that in as much as he probably could have. But hey, Colin Sexton, upon being traded to the Jazz, signed a four year, 72 million sign and trade to help make the deal work. He got his bread <laughs> he got his bread you know what I'm saying sometimes we really got to look at it and just be like man you know what you got paid when I think about Pat Bev and I know I said earlier day they did him dirty Minnesota did him dirty yeah they did but at the same time no they didn't in five months he made 13 mil he i <laughs> hey he i all right he i as it pertains to the Cavs though I think that this deal got them the volume shooter they, they needed to join Darius Garland and upcoming star big man Evan Mobley. Now you got your big, you got your point guard, and you got your shooting guard. I wouldn't go so far as to say this is going to be the next big three, but I think they have a dynamic core. They got a nice mix of youth, athleticism, and wisdom. Now that backcourt is barbecue chicken. Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are both six one i'm a guy who believes it don't matter about the size of the dog it's the fight of the dog but i ain't never really see these dogs fighting like not really like <laughs> i ain't see that yet so if they do then hey shocker to me but until then it's a mouse in the house all the hoopers know what that mean hey it's a mouse in the house give me the rock now the Jazz, who clearly are on an obvious fire sale campaign, gained now what, 15 draft picks in the next five years, I believe? Dog, oh, like Danny Ainge might not be the ring collector or the bone collector, but he shows the pick collector because this is the second time he done did this. Let's hope he don't fumble the ball like he did in Boston. Oh man, hey, 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 hey. Oops. Speaking of them damn Celtics, the Celtics acquired Malcolm Brogdon for a bag of Girl Scout cookies. Like, for real, for real, at what point are we gonna call the authorities on the Pacers and the Celtics? The trades these fools been conducting is, is just blasphemous, dog. <laughs> they literally gave the Celtics the point guard they needed for a hand of low spades. I'm not even sure we're going to call them low spades. Let's say low clubs. Yeah, yeah, low clubs. The Celtics at one point seemed to be looking to trade Star Wing Jalen Brown in pieces for Kevin Durant at one point. Now, I never thought this was going to ever happen, and for several reasons. One of which, KD didn't want to go to Boston. I mean, that's the most important reason. Nobody does. Who else besides Paul Pierce thinks yeah man i want to go to boston hell paul pierce didn't want to go to boston when he was drafted he wanted to go to the lakers he from cali now Jalen posted on twitter shake my head all caps and respond to learning about potential trade talks with him and kd being involved but i mean i can't really believe he was ever surprised by that i mean it's clear as day Like, while they got to the finals this year, it was kind of clear Tatum and Jalen are too similar in their actions. While Jalen showed much more fight in the finals and showed he had that dog in him, Tatum has the obvious higher ceiling, and I believe he was dealing with an injury during the finals. And the Celtics don't seem to ever bring his name up in any trades. The odd man out has sadly always been Jalen. And if any trade does go down for Jalen, I'd say it's a good thing. I feel like he needs a little bit more room to bloom. You feel me? That your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn game him and Tatum play leaves the team with Marcus Smart as their leader. And I like Marcus. I think Marcus is a great impact player. But that ain't a good look. Marcus Smart might have had a spirit of Celtic pride, but his play... His play is inconsistent. The Celtics literally traded for Michael Brogdon after Marcus told reporters he's the team's point guard. I can't be too sure if uh, that first team meeting isn't awkward at all. I wonder how these minutes going to work. But I really do believe Brown could really thrive elsewhere as the main guy. But who knows? Who knows? Because, you know, it's just rumors after all. So back to the deals that actually got done. The Kings traded Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a first for Atlanta's Kevin Herter. First, I ain't gonna lie, I was kind of confused by this, but they got DeJounte Murray from the Spurs, so it makes sense. This won't mean anything, though, if them boys don't get back to playing defense. But with Murray there, it'll be a little bit tougher to chase around two shot creators than just one. Last year, we saw the Heat put Trey Young in Guantanamo Bay because they had no one else who could create their own offense. Murray don't have that problem. The Trailblazers got Jeremy Grant from the Pistons for a few draft picks. I want to be sad for Dane Lillard, but... And Dame just signed a two-year extension, and now his contract worth $225 million. Rings are important for sure. But hell, he's never asked for a trade, so I guess he, he, he good there. Or he realizes with that bag he got, he probably can just buy 225 rings. <laughs> I fully expect the Blazers to probably be close to garbage can juice. I could be wrong. I don't know. If they full line up things. It's still time, but it ain't looking good. But Dame, a fighter. Dame is a fighter. And you got to give credit to the players who stick through it. He's sticking through it and he's getting straight to it. We always say we can't stand the stars that be leaving for rings. Well, here's a top star, easy top 75 talent, but probably won't ever be sniffing a deep playoff run without any real substantial help and defense. Monte Morris and Will Barton's time in Denver ended as they was traded to Brad Bill's Wizards. By the way, new member of the Get Money crew, Brad Bill signed that extension too, like Dame, and his situation is the same granted i i never really thought a brad bill led team was shaking anything but a lotto ticket but monte is a stud and will is a vet's vet who could still score plus with michael porter jr coming back to the denver nuggets it really just wasn't enough basketball to share between porter Jokic, and murray and monte the key for denver will be can they stay healthy i mean they always have the talent and the skills but can they really stay healthy Can their potential turn into anything real? The closest we saw to something real from them was the bubble. But I mean, we know how all that went because they ran into my Lakers and well, that was that on that. And if anybody's still hating on the Lakers title during the bubble, well, your mama. Also, let's add the Mavericks to that police report with the Celtics and Pacers. Yeah, yeah, dog. Let's let's add the Mavs and uh, and the Rockets because it ain't no way the Mavs get Kristen Wood, a great young center for Wendell Moore, Sterling Brown, Marquise Chris, Bobon, and Trey Burke. Respectfully, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Everybody going to jail and nobody collecting 200 when you pass go. I'm sick of it. I'm sick. Hey, man. When I, when I think of deals like this, I still get mad about the Chris Paul deal, as you can probably tell. I'm still in my feelings about that one. I'm going to just take a moment to woosaw. Got to remember my pressure points. But that's it for the trades, because the rest are role players and draft exchanges. If you want to see that, well, Google is free. <laughs> All right, come on now. Google is free. Now, for what y'all been waiting on, let's speak on the elephant in the room. KD wanted out, y'all. Brooklyn Nets starter, God himself, the Slim Reaper. Which I, I don't know how that work. If you Slim Reaper and you the God himself, that's that seems conflicting. But you know, it is what it is. KD trying to was trying to get the hell out of Dodge, and you know what? I didn't blame him. I didn't blame him. I didn't support it, but I wasn't mad at it either. Just so we all are aware, KD recently made it known after speaking with the coach and management, he's now going to stay with the Nets. But it wasn't always that way. KD joined the Nets back in the summer of 2019. He left the Warriors after winning back-to-back titles and unfortunately tore his Achilles during his attempt for the ever-elusive three-peat against the Raptors. Being honest, it's kind of crazy to think about how long ago that was in the NBA. Like in NBA years, that's a while. I mean, in real years, three years is a while too, but in the NBA, it feels like time is just flying. That feels like 20 years ago. Don't believe me? Ask Clay Thompson. Went from a possible career-altering injury back-to-back to to averaging 23-plus points in the finals this year. So KD originally wanted out. And according to KD himself, he would have liked to go to the Suns or possibly the Miami Heat if the Suns couldn't happen. Now, my initial low hanging fruit response to this is, hey, KD ducking the fade, dog. <laughs> Come on, man. KD ducking the fade, man. I mean, I don't think he is, but man, they going to fry him up for this, whether it happened or it didn't happen. You leave the Thunder for good reason, in my opinion, but people ain't like that either. Only to go to the team that beat the Thunder, the Warriors, people really didn't like that. People really didn't like that because they beat y'all in the Western Conference Finals and y'all had a chance to win. Then you leave one of the greatest teams in Golden State Warriors to do your own thing in Brooklyn with your man's Kyrie and eventually Harden. Then after just two years of play there, you slide and request to not just any team, but the number one team in the Suns and a top five East team in the Heat. (laughs) Hey, man, I can't defend you from that, big brother. I can't keep jumping in when they start putting their hands on you. All my life I had to fight. And now you got me fighting for you and you not fighting for me. Not going to be able to do it. Now that's the easy answer. That's the easy answer. The low hanging fruit answer. The not so easy answer. The one you probably should just think about and I wish more people talked about is. Oh, well. Oh, freaking well. Isn't his right to do so? Don't blame him. Blame the NBA. They set the precedents for this to happen. Trading players when they got tired of them or when they felt like somebody had outlived their contract or their purpose. Marcus Camby was traded seven times. Drew Gooden was traded ten. My boy Trevor Ariza, lockdown defender and wing specialist, was a part of nine squads, and he a former champion. It wasn't a problem then. It was never a problem then. It was always business. Well, business has changed drastically since those early times. Fans and league owners and officials need to recognize the same. Stop falling for the damn okey-doke every time. Players have a lot more power and care a lot more about how they're spending their time and making their money. So why is it a problem now? They're literally doing what the owner's been doing. If my job is treating me a way that doesn't match with how I feel I should be treated, it don't matter how many undocumented days they give me off to make up for what they lack in offers. I'm out. I'm gone. Y'all know damn well y'all be job hopping for more bread and more perks. Our forefathers and mothers couldn't do that. They were trying to stabilize the situation. They leap so we could fly. Yep, Fly. Fly. Fly right out of that situation into a much better one. This is a player's league, and if you haven't been paying attention, people, all that stuff from the David Stern era, bless the dead, all that stuff left when he did, and for a good reason. And I'm talking about when he retired, not when he passed. That would just be terrible. He did what he had to do to keep the league afloat, but now we on cloud nine, baby. <laughs> we on cloud nine. You ain't finna be telling me how to dress and how not to dress. Especially when it's making you money. And you can't put that rabbit back in the hat. So stop asking KD to be loyal to any team when we know that ain't how any of this works. Stop being haters. That's dry hating. All the people who don't who, who oh, I don't really like this and that and this and that and the other. And you do the same thing in your job, that's dry hating, dog. Pocket watcher. He another Achilles injury away from being trade fodder. Let's cut it out, people, and stop the dry hating. Because that's really what a lot of this be sounding like. Get out of your feelings, big dog. We told you Keisha was toxic and a bad move, but guess what? You went back. And now you're having triplets and begging for a release. How you feel about staying in a Steve Nash offense you didn't sign up for? Come on, man. Have y'all seen that man's sets? I'm all for letting players coach, but damn, that was terrible. Now, the same people who clowned him for requesting the trade are now calling him a flake because after having quality conversations with management, he decided, you know what? This was probably the best option for me. I'm going to just go ahead and stay and play a little bit of my contract out. Because you know, you can always change your mind, right? You're an adult now. This is the real world. You can change your mind if you so please to. Of course, do do things respectfully, but walking up to the owner and saying, hey, yo, I don't want to be here no more. It don't get no no more respectful than this. This ain't behind your back. This ain't no press conference that no one knew was coming. This ain't sending jabs to management through the local newspaper. Come on, man. Y'all wake up and get the molasses out your asses. As a player, you damned if you do, damned if you don't. And in this situation, because we don't really ever hear much from KD, all that other stuff was speculative. That was reporters having deadlines due. He didn't say any of that. Remember the words that he said, because he's very particular about what he be saying and who he be telling it to. Now Kyrie Irving, I'm going to keep this one short and to the point, because I've already talked about Kyrie Irving a whole bunch of times. Until it happens, it ain't happening. What I like Kyrie on the Lakers for us. Hell yeah. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Do I think we could still make this year work with Russ if all parties are committed instead of having Kyrie? Yeah, potentially. And we probably will have to for at least this following year. But the former don't matter until a trade happens. Have you not learned anything from my painful, painful experience with the CP3 deal? I'm telling y'all, man, I use that as like the center of all the nonsense at that point i was chasing every detail and every rumor just like everybody else and then that happened and it was like oh oh people just got deadlines they just be right in here that woke me up quick fast and in a hurry all these announcements acute and all but let me see the ink dry and the nba office stamped approval i'm sorry i'm sorry big fella i got trust issues it went from it's a done deal to only the Lakers want him. To the Lakers coaches talking about Russ will be great on this team. To Russ firing his longtime manager who wanted him to stay on the Lakers, so he must be leaving now. To now, the Lakers traded for Patrick Beverly, so the Kyrie deal is dead. To the Kyrie deal may still happen by the trade deadline. Man, don't nobody know what's what. Don't nobody know. Everybody guessing. I done gave you 12 narratives just now. I don't nobody know. People just talking and turning in deadline stories. Who knows what the hell is going to happen at that point? All I know is we officially extended Braun for two years, 97 million, and I'm here for it. A star like Braun, hey, let him leave when he want to leave. You get what you can out of it because you're going to make money. It's going to be a a sold-out arena. And he's still pretty damn good. (laughs) He's still pretty good. So you let him leave when he ready to leave. Especially since AD don't seem to be ready to take that step just yet. Braun still can hoop and it's still very effective. And anybody who thinks otherwise just don't know ball and they just in their feelings and they just a hater. Straight like that. It is what it is. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Just a hater. The problem, or the key rather, for the Lakers is Braun shouldn't be doing every damn thing. That's how you wear him out. That's how he's getting his injury, because he's doing way too much but you help them out a little bit, you got something. You cooking with grease now. And since we talking sports, before I get on up out of here, um, Brittany Griner was found guilty by Russian courts and has been sentenced to nine and a half years if you haven't been aware of. I'm sure most people have because it was a whole national uh, campaign going on of free BG. Not BG the rapper, but Brittany Grinder. free BG too though. I'm sure her team will appeal and or the prisoner exchange will happen. I don't foresee her serving that entire bid, but man, hey, Putin a different monster. You know, he he a different monster. And it's clear she's being used as a pawn in political warfare. I hate this for her, for her family, and her loved ones. I know some of y'all been on her head saying she's this or that for smoking and doing weed over there. And to that I say, yo, where's the compassion? Like, where is the compassion, bro? I don't want to see nobody in jail for weed, to be honest with you. Especially an an American woman in Russia during the Russian-Ukraine war. That's a terrible, terrible situation. I felt the same pain when I read the clipping for Iman Shumper, who was recently arrested, recently for flying with drugs domestically. However... Like he was just being stupid as hell, man. He was being stupid. That man was caught with six ounces. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight m's. Like, come on, bro. Come on, man. For people that don't know what size ounces look like, imagine a Glad sandwich Ziploc bag stuffed with kaya. Stuffed with kaya. Most laws say carrying one is too much because it's intent to sell. Fam. Why do you have six? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. six. Seis. Porque tienes seis. Yeah, y'all ain't like, know I had that, that little lot. Yeah, man, I got it. Hey man, I'm international, babe. You know what I'm saying? I'm just part-time player. You know what I'm saying? Taking this thing global. But anyways, why why do you have six ounces in your damn carry-on, man? <laughs> ah! hey yo boy that's a different feeling to be rich to be rich you ain't even trying to hide it i know people be stressing right now with one pin and you got sit. i ain't gonna hold you man at least take him to the holding sale scare him a little bit he need that he need that a little bit of that put you on the right path a little bit get him out of there because i don't want nobody in there that long matter of fact don't even take him to the station because i don't know how y'all doing but take him to the little office in the airport sit him there for like an hour or two that'll make him get right because that's another level of bold now he out now but i still got the question why king why that's all i got for y'all today man that's hey I, I don't know what to say about that that's all i got for y'all today i hope i answered some of the questions and gave you what you needed to get through the week because next week i'm sure it's going to be hell again because it's been wild for the past what two three years these people out here still raising gas prices Monkeypox doing numbers and ain't nobody i know who owe me money hit the lotto if i said it once i'll say it again Adulting in America is the projects, yo. It's the projects. Also, rest in peace to one of the greatest athletes. Nah, man, we not even rocking like that. One of the greatest humans in American history. Civil rights activist, 11-time NBA champion, collegiate basketball and FIBA Hall of Fame inductee, Mr. Bill Russell. The family of Mr. Russell broke the news via Twitter, letting everyone know One of our greatest heroes transitioned peacefully at his Mercer Island, Washington home. Mr. Russell, who I will forever call Mr. Russell out of just sheer respect for the man, was 88 years old. Out of respect for the amazing achievements he accomplished, the NBA has decided to retire the number six jersey across all teams. All active players with the number six will be grandfathered in, but no new number sixes will be allowed. I can't hate on that. That's beautiful, man. Rest up, Mr. Bill Russell. Blessings to you and your family. We'll take it over from here. Take care of yourselves, people. Love and peace, peace and love. We outside.